recorded live. Hello, and welcome to Our World with your hosts, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you today, sir? Everything is good. How's everything with you? I got no complaints, man. The weather's shifting. We are pretty chilly down here. <laughs> 50s. Uh, so at least you can get some sleep. I mean, wake up in the morning 30-something. And besides, we we all, the normal people of the world of America, got some good news today. Paul Manafort, the former Trump campaign manager, had to turn himself into the federal government today in connection with that Russian probe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe if we are all lucky and we've been good, Santa will bring us a Trump out of here. <laughs> but you don't think it's something that uh, Trump could, even if Trump doesn't get indicted, he could pardon in these guys. Well, here's the thing. This should lead to his doorstep. I, you know what? I don't. I'm going to say this. I don't keep up with Trump's tweets, but Trump had the all-time classic tweet of all tweets this weekend. It might have been yesterday morning, and I, I have to paraphrase because I don't want to word for word him ever. And it was something like, in the history of the, this country, the Republicans have never worked together so much to uh to do something. And it's like he's saying that they're trying to set me up with this and then at the end of the, the statement he goes something like somebody do something <laughs> I mean and see to me when he said do something in bold words, it was like he was like a little kid, a five year old is basically saying, Mommy help yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, the first thing that I heard, I told my wife, when it's Paul Manafort, as a matter of fact, it's another guy and Paul Manafort, but it seemed like Paul Manafort's the big one because he was his campaign manager. Yeah. Okay, so when they surrendered themselves, right, I said, I could, I could see in like five days from now, Paul Manafort dead from brain aneurysm, <laughs> stroke, <laughs> Instant heart attack because, you know, this shit is on Trump's doorstep. It's about illegal activity between America and Russia and the Trump campaign. Yeah. You know, that's, I it. Feel, that's what this is about. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't feel, even if they can't get Trump, I'm hoping they get his son. Oh, yeah. You know, not just the son, the son in law. Yeah. The son in law. Um, I think that they've been giving out uh, – they said that they think that – part of this is they think that Trump has been laundering money in Russia. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, come on. it's That's why I said a long time ago when he first started running, maybe one of our first shows, this is why it should have been mandatory, especially with this guy, to see his tax returns. We need to know where his money's going. Yeah, well, you know, that's great. Now, I have to give my wife credit for this. And I told her if this is the truth, this would be the biggest coup in the history of the world. Say Trump gets indicted. We find out they have to indict him. They find out that there was voter, voter fraud, voter fraud, right? Which would actually mean that his presidency is disavowed. 
So that means he's out of office. Pence is out of office. Paul Ryan is president of the United States without ever doing anything. <laughs> that would be the slickest move. I mean, because think about it. Paul Ryan hasn't said a damn word about anything. And then all of a sudden, Paul Ryan is president until they can have an election. So I'm like, what would happen with all the um, things that, like, Pence just, the tie-breaking votes that Pence had used in the Congress? Well, I guess up until that point, they all still would be legally binding. But then, see, usually when the president comes out of office, the next in line is the vice president. Yeah. But because they on, you don't vote for vice president. You vote for president, you get vice president by proxy. So automatically, they both would be gone. So number three has to take over. Well, no, I think it would be secretary of state and then the, the, the leader of Congress. Oh, well, we definitely don't want the secretary of state. Yeah, but I mean, but you know what? Anything, and I'm I'm going to be keeping, mark my words, Mr. Manafort will all of a sudden be called everything but a child of God by Trump over the next couple of days via tweets. He's unreliable. I hate his guts. He's he's with Hillary and, and Obama. That's why I got rid of him. He couldn't do his job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, someone tried to say that I was watching today on some newscast. They were like, oh, but the actions, this, this is way before the Trump campaign. They had this guy up until 2016 still involved with Russia. He's, uh, Trumpino is out of this world. There's no other way to describe him but to say that he is out of this world. And, uh, he's a detriment. He is not a, uh, He's not a plus. He's a huge minus. Man, I, 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 we got a lot to go through here today, mm-hmm. and I got something that's burning my mind. Have you heard about Kevin Spacey? Yeah, I heard, um, but I'll let you go first about the Kevin Spacey stuff. Okay, to anybody who's listening who does not know, Kevin Spacey reportedly sexually harassed, uh, at that time, 14-year-old Anthony Rapp. I don't I watch any of those uh, Star Trek TV shows, so I don't know him from that. But most people will know him from being the, like, photographer, filmographer from the movie Rent. He was the one with the glasses running around in Rent on a bicycle. The only musical I've ever seen in my life. Right. And I happen to like it. Uh, and they worked on Broadway together at 14. Mm-hmm. Now, it's despicable as I now find Kevin Spacey for doing this to a 14-year-old boy, supposedly. What I find nine times more despicable is that he tried to use coming out as a smokescreen for pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, that I definitely agree with. It. I think a lot of gay people in Hollywood already lashed out at him for doing that. And, and you know what? I hope this ruins him. I hope this ends him. House of Cards, Showtime, HBO, wherever that show is, Netflix, fire him today, not tomorrow, today. I feel bad for the other actors and actresses on that show, but it must cease production. I mean, he gave the world's worst apology, Net. 
uh, if I, I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't do it, but if I did do it, I was drunk, and it was 30 years ago. Get over it. Yeah. That's some real – and by the way, everybody, I'm a homosexual, so that should be the big story. You know, that's fucked up, man. What do you think about this? I think the same thing. I don't think you could use controversy to then come out as gay. One, for the simple fact, people always used to, back in the day, people used to equate being gay with pedophilia. So now you're enforcing another stereotype of someone's being gay. So I think you yeah. technically dealt with, okay, I, this happened 30 years ago. I don't remember. If it did happen, I apologize. Leave it at that. Yeah, but if you me, want to come me... out as gay later on, then fine. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you can't remember trying to hook up with a boy, how could you remember that night you were drunk? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's just my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can clearly not remember. I think any time in your life that if you tried to come on to a child, you would remember that more than I was drunk that day. Unless your name was R. Kelly, but yeah. Yeah, and see, now here's the thing. Hollywood now, the floodgates are open. Open. And, you know, for the upcoming singers, dancers, actors, etc., it might be a better day coming because they maybe they'll clear out. And I don't believe in my heart of heart that anybody who comes on to a child has only come on to one child. I just don't believe that. Oh, definitely. Because if, if, what if that 14-year-old boy at that time would have said, okay, I'm going to sleep with this 26-year-old man? Then, it would yeah. have, then, then you would have been basically statutory rape. Yeah. And, and then, you you know, you, you, you're doing something. You, you, you're influencing, using power. I mean, think about it. If they on Broadway together, the 14-year-old, unless it was like, uh, you know, some kid's uh, play, he's not the lead. You're the more powerful one of the two. Yep. Exactly. And then, you know, Kevin Spacey became a big shot in Hollywood. We're talking about a two-time Oscar winner. He has some influence in that business. You know, and then now I think a WNBA female came out today and said she was sexually harassed, uh, abused for years as a child. I mean, you know, I feel, I, feel, I feel horrible for children, man, who have to go through that. But I think we're and at a... It, a point now in society where a lot of things is going to change, especially in the Hollywood culture. You, that, that, you know this, what? I'm, this I'm, Harvey I'm all for thing it. is the tipping point of everything. I'm all for it because you know what? As a society, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think that we've failed children from for centuries. Just failed them. But, no voice, no power. Yeah, but I also look at it too, especially in like these these entertainer the entertainment industry. Where the fuck are these parents at? Like you would do you know, anything for the power of a dollar. You give your kid up to get raped and harassed at the age of before the age of eighteen. Like where the hell are these parents? You know what, man? People sell their soul for the almighty dollar. The OJ's made a great song about it. You know, uh, money, money, money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People will do anything for that green 
Mean, mean, green. Listen, it, it, it made me think of a TV show. Do you watch uh, How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah, I watched that. Did you see last week's episode? Yes. Okay. You just brought it up in your commentary. Last week's episode, Bonnie is a little child who follows a janitor who he allowed men to rape repeatedly every day for the almighty buck. Uh, yeah. It's his flesh and blood. And that's television, but that shit's real life. Yep. You know how many of these, those kids that we see, boy bands, this, that, the other, we see them on TV all happy. They've got their cars, their jewelry, their women, and they were sold basically to somebody. Yeah, I mean, how could you even sleep with yourself, though? Like, to, to know you gave away your son or daughter for for the, for a dollar, basically. Yeah, um, now, you know what? A normal, adjusted, regular person with a soul and some empathy and, and not sociopath couldn't do it. No, it's but not there that are much a lot money of in the, the world. others out there. There's not that much money in the world somebody can say, hey, give me your daughter. And I'll make sure you become a millionaire. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. A part of you should die, even the thought of somebody hurting your child. A part of a part of a parent should die. Yep. That's you know. I think that's your responsibility, not only to teach them but to protect them. Matter of fact, man, talking about TV, and I'll, I'll keep it real brief. I watched uh, uh, Walking Dead this morning. I kind of mm-hmm. like that episode. I like where they're heading so far. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I watched it this morning too, actually. It, I was very intrigued, especially by the ending. Yeah, so was I. I, I don't like that so much of uh, Morgan's old spirit seems to be in Jesus now. No, I like that Morgan said, I can't die. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought that was I, I thought that was the best. And I also I also love the fact that the lady that was uh Negan, since they're all Negan, she was tough as a motherfucker and then when shit got heavy, she was like, Hey man, I'm I'm looking for a way out. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets bit by a walker. That was great. <laughs> But so I, I really I like the direction they're heading. But I buried five television shows this weekend. Five went to the graveyard. To Doc's graveyard. Uh so Big Bang Theory, gone. Empire, gone. White Famous, gone. Ink Masters Angels, gone. And I watched Kevin can wait on your advice and what a piece of shit half an hour that was <laughs> i actually did see last week's episode i was <laughs> i was actually pretty pissed off at you <laughs> it was horrible uh uh you know what you can't play leah remini as the sexy she can influence any man on the world Leah Remini, she's not that woman anymore. She's a middle-aged, chunky MILF. That shit don't fly with everybody. With a horrible voice. It just doesn't, you know, uh, it was something about him and football tickets, and it looked like the black guy's changed. I don't even know if that's the same black guy I watched the first season. Uh, I, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't watch all of the first season. Okay. And then I, I hate the English son-in-law. Oh yeah, and the daughter. It, it was painful, but the only reason I watched it is because 
during uh, dinner time, we try to watch as lighthearted a shit as we possibly can. You know, dinner and The Walking Dead just don't kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, there's a show in between, though, of that. Uh, in be- I think it comes on before Kevin Can't Wait called 9JKL. Never heard of it. It's a, it's about a guy who was a, a successful actor, and then his wife took all his money and divorced, and he had to move back in. Basically, he had to rent his apartment from his mom, which his mom lives next door, and his brother lives next door. So it's about their relationship. It's, it's kind of cool. Okay. It's only well, on, like, see, the I... third or fourth episode right now. I have some a couple of shows I've been trying. I keep trying to get to Good Doctor. Something always makes me avoid it. Yeah, I enjoy Good Doctor. Actually, I'm, I'm enjoying Good Doctor. I normally don't like medical shows. Like, I never watch okay, the ER. I never watch the ER or how, Practice or, or what's I love House. Grey's Anatomy. I never watched any of those shows. This is, like, my first doctor show that I'm actually enjoying. Yeah, I love House, so. But uh, one show I uh, I will not watch, and I keep thinking about watching, but I just can't pull the trigger. The mayor looks corny. Every time I see a commercial, I say I want oh, to give the brother yeah, a chance, yeah, I, yeah. and I say, you know what, the mayor just looks horrible. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna last. I mean, they saying it's doing well, but I normally tend to watch the black shows, but I I, I didn't I didn't get it I didn't get it I didn't give that one a try. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I could pull the trigger. Now, did you watch? Did you watch any of the UFC this weekend? No, I missed, I missed all the UFC this weekend. Okay, so we're going to keep this super brief. Derek Brunson knocked out Lyoto the Dragon Machida in the first round. Uh, once again, I guess in this fighting game, it's not like boxing. You better get what you can get as fast as you can get it and while you're hot. Because... 2016-2017 has been the legend killer. If you're a legend of any sort, your career has went down the toilet within the last two years in the UFC. There's always somebody younger, faster. Man, so these guys got to get it, and these females got to get it while they can. So you think PN next week is going to get demolished? Well, see, that's the whole. that's a whole other thing. Uh, and we're going to definitely get that into that deeper next show. Yeah. But the odds are, if you ask me today, GSP, and I don't really, I respect Bixman because he's been around. He loses the Bixman because, one, we're talking about a, basically a 20-pound bigger man who's been fighting. GSP has been God knows where for three years. And he's, he's just too small. Yeah. He's too small and he has not been fighting for three years. So I'm gonna give Big Spin the advantage if you ask me today. But by next show when I really sit down and, and get into the meat and potatoes, I might change my mind a little bit because that card is loaded and if I was in New York City, I would be at that card Saturday night. That's a guarantee. I would have everything. I would do everything I can to be at that car because that that that's a this gonna be about five good fights. Now this UFC that just happened, like I said, Brunson won beat Latrade uh of the Dragon. Colby Covington defeated another legend, Damian Meyer. Unanimous decision. But this was a 
you got to have, like, a real hard-on for the UFC to have sat through this card. This was not <laughs> a good card. I mean, thank God for these highlight people who encapsulate these three-hour shows and make them 45 minutes. Or I would have been pulling out my hair, and I, I'm bald. <laughs> so UFC, oh, man, just too many weekends in a row. But let's hope next weekend it's a bounce back for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So we got this World Series, insane World Series. Uh, Astros up 3-2 now. But this Yuli Hurella, he's out there mocking the Japanese guy, Yeah. Davish. What you mean with the first off? If you're going to suspend the guy? How do you suspend him for the beginning of next season? Shouldn't you be suspended during the playoffs? Here's the thing. And the commissioner said that he wished he could have. He said as far as he was concerned, his ass shouldn't have been able to play. But the problem is in their CBA, if you get suspended during the the playoffs, it's not considered an suspension towards you. It's considered a suspension towards your team. And also, they don't – most people don't realize this. NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA, the players do not get salary during the playoffs. They get winning shares. So, so in order for him to be suspended, it has to be on his day game salary. Okay. So he would say you spend him for three games, it would have cost him no money. It would actually cost team share money. No, so. I- and then the bastard hits another home run and gets a big hit last night. I hit a three-run homer to tie the game up late in the inning. So, and me and my wife, we call him the cockatoo because he has that crazy cockatoo hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a dude who played in Japan. He had to know doing that is an insult. Yeah. But him, what I didn't like is him playing ignorant that I didn't know. F this and you know I love when people insult a culture or a race and then go F that insults you. Yeah. When you know damn well he wasn't running around the streets of Yokohama doing that to every uh, Asian person he's seen. Nope. And he wouldn't want nobody doing. You know, nobody wants. Uh, you know, every time say he's in a group of a conversation with a bunch of white people, he don't want everybody just saying rice and beans all fucking day to him either. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so cut it out, man. You know, act like you got some intelligence. Now, this one I thought was bizarre when I seen it. I love him for his work that he does with youth. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. But I don't want Marshawn Lynch stiff-arming my 14-year-old son in high school. <laughs> I don't want Marshawn Lynch going beast mode on my boy when he's a grown, grown ass man. <laughs> so that that school, Oakland Tech, they might get some kind of, you know, they might. They, here's the bad part: they might now have to ask Marshawn not to come back and help, which is a damn shame because he he loves his old high school. He invests in his old high school, so there are positives. But you know, Marshawn, don't ever put on a uniform and play with kids again, man. Yeah. Unless their last name is Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> when I seen he stepped on the boy to the ground, I said, "Oh, you know, the, the kid probably go, man, that's the greatest day of my life." I 
Marshawn Lynch stepped on me. Yeah, they probably, the kids know, probably appreciate it. you damn right. Listen, when I was in high school, if I played football, if Tony Dorsett would have ran across my back, I would have I would have pissed on myself out of joy. <laughs> it would have been the greatest day. I would have said, could you sign my pants? But you know what? Maybe my mother wouldn't have looked at it the same way. And you know people are always looking for the bad in every situation. And you know what? Marshawn doesn't uh, defuse anything by actually going to the media and saying, you know, I love these boys like they're my little brothers. Yeah. So what are y'all getting all upset for? You know, I ain't going to hurt them. It's all love. But Marshawn hates the media, so he, he ain't even going to say that. <laughs> now, we had a – before we get to football, we have got to talk NBA. This was a wacky-ass weekend in the NBA, yeah, my friend. Something's not aligning right. What do you mean? Meaning the 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 stars aren't aligned right with the NBA right now. Listen, yesterday to me was like one of the craziest days. The Spurs, Golden State, and the Cavs all lost in the same day. When's the last time that happened? <laughs> and the Cavs get blown out by the Knicks. Yeah. The New and York Knicks. And that's with Rose and Wade. Yes. Now, we got, okay, OKC <clears throat> loses, I guess, Friday night. Then they come back Saturday, and they beat – I don't even know if this is an NBA or D, uh, Division Three or D-League team. Yeah, they beat the shit How out of the hell the Bulls score 69 points? Yeah, uh, that, was, that was horrible. 69 I would say we, have, we do have a, a power forward that looks great, but other than that, everyone else is horrible. Yeah, I mean – 69 is a sexual position, not a score in an NBA basketball game. Did yeah, the Pelicans – Okay, OKC don't play much defense, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, okay, so we got Houston lost this weekend, OKC lost, Cavs lost two times, Spurs lost two times, Golden State lost, and I believe the Knicks won twice. I mean, this, this, this is insanity. Then, here's the funny thing. I'm sure you've seen the skirmish with Draymond Green and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Do you know neither one of them got suspended? See, to me, I don't think, for me, I don't think, uh, uh, shit, what is his name? I don't think Green should have been suspended. Because I feel like Bradley Beal escalated the problem. Like he said, how, you, you're not going to take two hits without responding. Mm-hmm. But there's some young rookie kid, Obala or something like that. I've seen the slow motion like a hundred times. Obala threw an elbow at somebody's head. And it looked like he hit a fellow wizard. Oh, damn. If you watch it on YouTube... Just watch the video on YouTube. He throws a left elbow, and it goes right to a guy. Uh, the Wizards were wearing red that day, and he throws an elbow. Actually, he got he got fined the most money <laughs> because the league actually said he's up to – he did something, but nobody got suspended. Nobody lost a game. Matter of fact, Draymond Green is pissed off today that he even has to pay a fine. Yeah. 
But as far as I'm concerned, Draymond, it was a squirmish. You didn't let go any quicker. As he said, I didn't disengage. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you must disengage. Wait, but they said someone left the bench. Oh, yeah, and that's why they gave the other kid Oberlon. But you want to know something? Screw that left the bench shit. I am telling you, I placed my reputation in these four eyes I have now. He threw an elbow. All right. But I thought if I know he threw an elbow, they know he threw an elbow. Yeah, but I'm just, I thought leaving the bench is an automatic suspension. Yeah, yeah, I think he might have he might have got a game and a suspension. Oh. It might, I think it's two other guys who got a game. Everybody yeah. got a game but Draymond and uh, Bradley yeah. Bill. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. The NBA right now is like it's in a, in a loop of insanity. But tonight we got the Spurs and the Celtics, and I'm hoping my Spurs can bounce back because three in a row is something I don't even know how to say as a Spurs fan. <laughs> um, okay, we lost three in a row in the playoffs when Kawhi went down. Went down, yeah. Wait, but, is he back? No, Kawhi's not back as of yet. Okay. Oh, uh, so tonight we got at least just two decent games. You got Spurs and Celtics. Golden State play the Clippers. Right. Tomorrow you got the Greek freak, Akapatumbo. Yeah, I gotta love. I gotta say, man, Milwaukee's been on. Every time I turn to a game, Milwaukee's on TV. You know why? Giannis Akapatumbo, the Greek freak. They want to promote him big time. But you, you think about it. The Greek freak is playing OKC. That's a lot of premier players. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just happy because you don't see a lot of small town teams on television. Yeah. Now, you now, ain't turning on would... Thursday night and seeing the Charlotte Hornets. Right. Now, you got uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, garbage time. Watch your regular programming. You got you to gotta be really an NBA lunatic to be looking for a game Wednesday. A lot of bad, you know. When I say bad, I'm talking about you got the Nets and the Knicks of the world playing against who knows who, and nobody cares. <laughs> then Thursday, we got Mr. LeVar Ball, I mean, Alonzo Ball, playing the Portland Trailblazers. So at least you got Leonard, I mean, Lillard and McCollum, and that circus that travels around. Matter of fact, we only hear uh, from Lonzo, I mean, LeVar, when his son has a halfway decent game or they win. Yeah. Because they lost this weekend, and we didn't hear word one from him. And why is he at every game? He because like, he's got nothing else to do. Because he like, you, you know see, what, he's mascot? He got two other sons. And he has a wife with cancer. Oh, damn, I didn't even know that. He has a wife home with cancer. The woman, I mean, she must be the most agreeable woman who ever lived because you would almost think that he's raising them as a single father. Oh, damn. <laughs> he's not a single father. There is a mother in this mix. <laughs> Like, why is he at, I can see home games, but why is he at away games? I, well, what else does he have to do? Bro, he's 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 he considers himself in the NBA. He's probably getting road poon. I remember when Marbury mom used to come to the Nets games, and people used to call him a, mother, a, a mother's boy because when he had got injured one time, his mom ran on the court. I can see that happening with uh, Lonzo Ball. Oh, yeah, the first time somebody uh, gets physical. Yeah, I can see LeVar running on the court. Oh, man. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to the the, the people of Shelbyville, Tennessee, for shutting down. Uh, and this one really puzzled me, Nat. Say you hate it, and I'm not putting this on you. You dislike the group of people to their core. And they had a slogan. I think the last slogan that you would ever use is those people's slogan. Where did this white lives matter come from? Yeah, that's that's you're just looking for trouble. What the fuck is when in the history of this world has white lives not mattered? <laughs> when? Where? Yeah, I don't understand these people. Okay, maybe World War Two in Asia they didn't matter. But when the hell in the history of this this country that we're on the soil of right now did white lie? And then to take the slogan of the people that you're rallying against makes no no originality. I mean, come on, man. If this was a rap battle, you lose. Drop the mic. Get the fuck off the stage. Now look, I guess they, they take everything else, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we're now going to make... Black Lives Matter about white people <laughs> by making it white. This is the most ridiculous shit. When I seen that that was their slogan, I mean, all these hateful bastards, they couldn't drink like a couple of Miller Lights and come up with something. Oh, oh and it's that one and uh, we will not be replaced. Well, where the fuck are we? Who are, you, who are we replacing you with? Yeah. With blacks, that's what they think. With the minorities. Oh yeah, yeah, that that bullshit slogan. <laughs> you got you got fucking um, Tampa. It's got this hooded uh, possible serial killer. I thought I thought video cameras were so much better these days. That shit is grainy. That shit look like it's eighteen oh two. films. Every <laughs> film. I want this bastard caught, man. I want this dude publicly humiliated. I want him caught. Uh, you know, I kind of had like a slogan in my mind about what's going on in this world from like Bob McNair to uh, sexual harassment to Tampa. When people don't say what they know about certain situations that are harmful to other people, you're complicit. Yep. Somebody knows in Tampa somebody who looks like that fucking idiot. Yeah, you know, and I'm just, pretty sure he just, probably told somebody, yo, yo, I, you know, yeah, I, but but some, you know what? Until he's caught, that's when you'll see the six people on CNN and Fox. You know what? I kind of thought it was him. Then fucking speak up before he kills some another innocent person. Yep. Because I want this guy. I don't. I don't want this to be. Next thing you know, there's twelve victims. You know, you look at the victim. It looks like the victimology is all over the place. It's a young white woman. Two, two black guys. Nobody looks like they're on the corner selling crack cocaine. These look like people that's about life. Yeah, look like he's just targeting random people that's walking the street. Yeah, yeah, and you know I love how the media. The media is funny, motherfuckers, man. They, he's a person of interest. We're not saying he's a suspect. No. If maybe if you told the general public, this is the motherfucker we're looking for, help us. Because somebody, you know, other than that one black lady, she never helped anybody. This one black lady who always, not my baby, she never helps nobody. I was on the news, he you know, said, this guy is either a suspect or a witness. 
But why is he running? The fuck is he running to in the middle? And why is he walking down the middle of the street like he's Shaft in Harlem? Yeah. Who the fuck walks down the middle of the street that's not up to no good? Yeah, they need, I don't know, what these. I think people saving money on these video cameras. Because I've seen video cameras that's crystal clear. I think these people are like, oh, you know, I can get three in a pack for $99. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I used to watch this show. I don't watch it anymore, but I used to enjoy it for years. First 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And the first 48 always has the shittiest video also. <laughs> I mean, just the, the shittiest video ever. So, you know, there's something that is kind of disturbing me. Uh, you're talking about false narratives. So we know that Bob McNair, who owns the Texas, the Houston Texans, yep. he comes out, I guess, Thursday or Friday with the inmates running the, uh, the prisoners running, yeah. the inmates running the prison, Yeah. right? Okay, we know that it's a a a, a pofar because it's supposed to be the running the asylum. Yep. But now, and I really got mad at first take. They're trying to convince the general public that he was talking about Roger Cadell. Yeah, yeah. I, I and not that. the players. I'm not buying into it. Me neither. I believe a hundred percent. He was talking because what is what it was Roger Cadell publicly doing that was putting the league on notice to the public? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. The players are the ones protesting. So who the hell else was he talking about running the uh, prison? The players. I mean, you know, I hate this was like a serious Trump, and I'm I'm so angry at Will Kane and and Max Kellerman for this bullshit. Yeah, I don't know where they, they want to believe him now. He was talking about the NFL, but we I mean, I'm, I already knew exactly. I was like, he was talking about the players, and I don't even think the Texans responded properly. You know what? I, I knew that they was not going to rip the decal off the helmet because that would have also been like a fuck you to the fans. And you didn't, you know, and those boys, you know, we're going to talk about the games yesterday. Those boys balled out yesterday. Uh, they balled out. Yep. But, I mean, you know, it's it's a tricky situation. You got you got Goodell going for a new contract, which I, you know what, I'm no huge fan of Roger Goodell, but Roger Goodell is making everybody money. The league is unstable. I say re-sign the commissioner. It's going to be a bad look not to re-sign Roger Cadell right now. You know, the the funny thing is, Kaepernick probably sitting back like, I started all of this. Yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, let's see what happens with his lawsuit. Do you think that the league should re- re-sign Cadell or tell him to go away? No, I think at this point in time, there's too much controversy. I think you have to re-sign him, even if it's like for two years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, I think You, you, you I can't think... get rid of him amongst all this controversy right now. Yeah, because then who do you bring in and what kind of person do you bring in? Do you bring a disciplinarian in or you bring, I mean, because the, the, the dude that's running the, the Players Association, other than Colin Kaepernick, this Smith says the least amount of anything in the uh, anybody on the planet. Yeah, we said that on the show, the NFL is the worst players union of all time. Yeah, I mean, this guy, think about all the shit. He had this thing with, with uh, 
Jerry Jones first saying you're basically gonna uh, stand or else. Yep. You have McNair. I mean, they, somebody's out there serving him up softballs. He's got the world's biggest bat, and he's not swinging it. And this would all benefit the all the stuff that he could use actually in the player's favor, and he's not using any of it. So you you alluded to something last time, and I'm going to have to let you run with this because I'm out of the loop. What exactly is going on with the New York City mayoral elections? Well, we have the the Blasio's up for re-election. No one's really opposing them. They have a woman. Republican woman from Staten Island, but if she wins, they'll be like, it's, it'll be insane if she wins. So I think she's so behind the poll. The problem is, uh, some donors was on is on trial now, basically saying that they paid the hundred thirty seven thousand and had the mayor there. So he's under siege for that right now. Oh, okay, well that's not a that's uh, anything inappropriate is never a good look. But it seemed like the people of New York really never really liked uh, de Blasio so much. It's uh, like they, they, see, they really elected him and I, was, said, I mean, I think minorities was more fine with de Blasio. I had a couple professors that didn't like de Blasio. We're stuck in a weird space right now because de Blasio and Cuomo doesn't get along. So to have two, the mayor of New York City, not getting along with the governor of New York State causes more problems than good. Yeah, but we've we've had that before with Pataki. Pataki yeah, but wasn't you, a... when it's one like like I think when Pataki was it was always Republican Democrat thing going on. This is both Democrats yeah. arguing over. If if the Blasio don't like charter schools, Cuomo likes charter schools. Whatever one likes, the other one doesn't. Oh, okay. And you know what? I used to see that man every day, George Pataki. Oh, okay. I worked at uh, 30 Rock, and obviously he had an office at 30 Rock. So I remember one time I was standing outside the building. I was smoking a cigarette. I was like, hey, Governor Pataki, how are you? <laughs> you know, he's a tall man. This motherfucker looked over my head like I wasn't, like I might as well have been a two-foot uh, 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 fucking dwarf uh, toy figure. Oh, Didn't as much as acknowledge me. And he was governor at the time? No, no, he's ex-governor. Oh, okay. But I'm like, you know what? You know, I, I, tell him, I told him straight up. I said, you know, it's people like me who... Puts you in office. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't move him at all. And I would see him every day. I was like, you know, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not, I, I never said another word. I mean, I was like, damn, I went into 150 celebrities a day in this fucking building. Some are friendly as hell. Others are total assholes. I mean, I find what you call him to be a very funny man, but he's an asshole. So be warned if you ever meet uh, Keenan Thompson. No, <laughs> he's not nice at all. <laughs> Motherfucker's not nice. You can stand him and Tim Meadows, two dickiest dickheads you ever want to meet in your life. Well, I can you can stand right Tim next Meadows. to him and say, "What's up?" Well, I can understand both of them. Their careers is bothly, bothly the tank. I mean, what's Keenan? I don't see him besides SNL. I don't think he's gonna be doing anything else. 
Yeah. And I didn't even know he smoked. He's outside smoking. Like, hey, Keenan, what's going on? The motherfucker just like, he didn't say it, but he basically said, don't you ever speak to me again in his own manner. Because he turned his back on me. And we don't need you out there. <laughs> Fucking dude turned his back. Oh, Tim Meadows. Yeah. I tell him, hey, man, I enjoy your work. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, no, he, you know, another one. Like, oh. all of a sudden, he's looking down at the ground like there's a quarter down there. You would think those people <laughs> who are the ones that would like to be recognized. No, it, 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 and it's bizarre. Then you run into other ones that you'd be like the biggest stars, like Kristen Weigel. And, and I'm going to tell you now, I rode, the, I rode the bus with Tina Fey, and me and Tina Fey talked the whole fucking time, and I thought she was the funniest person. Oh, wow. Tina, Tina Fey was sweet as hell. You oh, know? Wow. That's cool. I was like, hey. And I was like, what are you doing on the bus? She's like, I'm a motherfucking New Yorker, dude. <laughs> I was like, and she said it just like that. I'm a motherfucking New Yorker. You think I gotta be in a limo and stuff? Why do you think? Why everybody think we all sedity? I was like, you go ahead, girl. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, they just caught uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife taking the subway up to her house. I guess that's the fastest way to get around town. Why do you want to take a, a cab? You ain't going nowhere in this traffic, especially in the daytime. Yeah, man. So. You know what? I mean, they're real people. Some of them are real people. And she was like, listen, man, I ain't got to do this to put on no airs. I know who I am. Yep. She was like, that's the other people's issue. And we talked the whole ride. I was heading uptown. I'm on the, bu- I'm, I'm on the bus. I was like, hey, wow, that's Tina Fey. You on the bus with some fucking Louboutins on. You got red soles on on the bus. <laughs> you a styling and profiling. I thought that, you know, she was going to go about her way. She came and sat right next to me. I was like, this is pretty fucking cool, especially since I never asked for a picture nor autograph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, have I, never, I, I ever, think that's what it is. If you treat celebrities like they're people and not like you're trying to get something out of them, they will be more friend, more friendlier to, towards you. So well, that depends on many, who they are. Yeah, yeah, true. But how many people you think a Tina Fey or an A-list star is going. How many people a day is actually enough for autographs or 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 Can taking I get a, a picture? picture? No, just have a regular conversation with them. It'll last longer. Trust me. That that's true. That's true. And you know what? Some are cool. I I remember like one of my highlights was I was uh and I hope I got this one right. Is which one is the model that's married to Tom Brady? No, oh, Giselle Bouchard. Okay. I, you know the building that we used to work at? Yeah. I'm standing out there smoking again, and I had a cigarette with Heidi Klum, and she was cool as hell. Oh, yeah, Heidi Klum seems like she's a cool person. Heidi Klum was cool as hell. She bummed the smoke from me. <laughs> you know, like, see, people, some some stuff like that stays in your mind. I always tell people this one. He might be a little wacky now, but Russell Simmons, me and Kyle one used to run into Russell Simmons every day. Okay. And we got to the point where we would talk to Russell, and he became Uncle Russell. And I never called the fucking man. But he's, I was like, hey, Russell, what are you doing out here in the street with nobody guns? Everybody loves Russell. Yeah. 
I was like, okay, because he got that. Uh, he had a Maybach park right there, but his security knew how to stay out of the way so it didn't seem imposing. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves Uncle Russ. Yeah, man, did you watch the NFL this weekend? Any games? Uh, I saw the late night game last night. The Pittsburgh. The hell did Pittsburgh play? And the Lions. Yeah, the Lions. Yeah. Well, I, I I watched a shitload of football yesterday, and poor Jets, man. I'm sitting there. I'm going. The Jets got another chance to win a game against Atlanta, and I said they're going to find a way. I knew it in my heart. The Jets are going to find a way, and the Jets found a way. Sanu got a big touchdown at the end, but uh, McCow with his fumbleitis. But the game yesterday was Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans played Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, and they both threw for over 400 yards. They both threw four touchdowns. It was exciting. Yeah, Russell Wilson was throwing balls up that looked like they should have been behind people's heads, and... Hello? Hello? Technical difficulty, folks? We have a technical difficulty? We had a technical difficulty. Fantastic. Technical difficulty. Hello. Yes, yes, we're we're good. Uh, we were saying that the uh, the two. Uh, the game. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson lights out. And, you know, like, Seattle Seahawks does not have what you would call, like, a superstar wide receiver. But you throw the ball up anywhere near them, those guys, like, they put their lives on the line to get it. Yeah, they're going to grab that. Now, I will say something, man, pretty sad. And I'm, I'm, I'm wishing the best for Zach Miller and his family. He got hurt bad yesterday. Yeah, I just heard about that earlier today. Yeah, he came down on that knee. He had the ball. It was going to be a touchdown. And, I mean, they're talking about um, he uh, severed an artery, and they have to save his leg. Not save his leg. Not only just save his leg from amputation, but save his leg so that he could have functionality of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so his and you career know is practically over. No, no. His career is over. We do some research on this same kind of uh, operation and stuff, and a guy posted online 
that he's had 10 surgeries, and now after eight years, he's finally well. After eight years. So when we see these football players, these dudes be literally, it's not talk. They literally be putting their lives on the line. Any given play. I've never heard of an injury where there was talks of me having to take a leg. Yeah, you know what? Sever an artery. Yeah. Usually you sever an artery, you could instantly die. It depends on where that artery is severed in the body. Yeah. And, and you know, this is, it didn't look. It didn't. Uh, it looked bad, but it didn't look like you were seeing the most devastating injury that you might have seen. Yeah. Because unfortunately, over the years, I've seen guys become crippled on the football field. You know, I, I've seen guys. Uh, everything happened. I remember watching the or the Jets when Dennis Bird. I remember the game. He's playing the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Smash heads, boom. Next thing you know, Dennis Bird was laid out. It took him like three years just to even be able to walk on crutches. Yeah. I was you know? one thing about Zach Miller. He didn't drop the ball. No, I mean, these guys are, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said last show, man. These football players are crazy. It takes a certain kind of crazy to play that game. Yeah. I mean, he's 33, but he's. Sucks when yeah. your career got in like that, but I, yeah. think I, I would rather have my leg than continue playing. Yeah, you know what? There's nothing. I don't even think playing is an option. One thing that Zach Miller has going for him that Joe Blow does not have going for him, he's going to have the backing of the Chicago Bears organization. Oh yeah, the NFL access to some of the world's best doctors, care facilities. I mean, he's if anybody's got a chance to to make it through something like this, somebody with that kind of backing and support, because he's going to get an overflow of support from fans, people that loved him from college. Yeah. So you know, in in a manner, he's going to be. Uh, I, I mean, I, my thumbs is definitely up. I'm I'm really wishing the best for him. Just as a man, forget the football player. I, that that's done. Now. I got to ask you what you think about this. That Tulsa police officer, the one who killed Terrence Crusher, yep. her um, her manslaughter charges have been expunged mm-hmm. by this district judge, William LaFortune. <sighs> so even when people get charged, and oh, that makes no sense. Now, I understand she didn't get convicted. Yeah. Right? But I think the fact that now Terrence Crush, Crush, Crusher, like he didn't even exist in her world. Yeah. Why should that be taken out of her books? Yeah, yeah. Something like that should not be removed from her permanent record because he should at least be acknowledged that she once had to stand trial for maybe being accused of killing this man. But see, you know, it's a tricky subject. And see, the only reason I say because she's law enforcement. Now, if this is Joe Blow, he doesn't need that on his record, especially if he gets exonerated, because maybe he really was two mile, uh, two towns away when this murder happened, and he just got arrested. Yeah. But she pulled the trigger. 
Suppose she wants to go back in some form of security or law enforcement, and nobody has this part of her record. So how could they make a good decision on hiring her? Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, that should be that should remain on her record. She she was charged with manslaughter. Yeah, she beat it, but she was charged. I, and I, I I I think this William Lafort Lafortune is a horrible district judge. But come to find out, I think that he was also the ex Tulsa city mayor. And you know, we all know. As black men in America, one of the hardest things to do is get any kind of, first of all, just getting an indictment. Getting a conviction is almost like hitting like a mega lottery. Yeah, it's like the two fairy. Yeah, getting a conviction and then having a cop serve time and a black body was involved, you hit the mega millions and the Powerball day after day. It's on Tuesday and Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken, the cop in New York that, sh- that that was in Brooklyn, I think it was the pink house that shot the guy because he was startled by the door and he just yeah, let he go a bullet. Uh, he got he was found guilty, but they talking about oh he should only do uh, at home parole or something like that. He should yeah, have well, to do jail time. No, the judge uh, the judge uh, had the discretion. Yeah. To sentence him to what he was, and he basically sentenced him to, you're no longer a cop. Yeah. Yeah. But even when you are convicted, you still you still don't have a consequence, really. Right, right. You 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 kind of said it right. It's it's the two fairy, the two fairy seventy two versions. Yep. Santa Claus, plus you won the Powerball and Mega Millions. And it all happened in one day. That's how hard it is to get a conviction and time served from a police officer. A police officer has to kill a family member to go to jail. That's the only way. That's the only way, yeah. But I would say, like, how how the Harvey Weinstein thing is a tipping point in Hollywood. There has to be some form of tipping point when police shoot unarmed people. Yeah, but, you know, who... Who wigger son is it going to have to be? Because it's going to have to be a wigger. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have to be the son of some big wig who's in a car with a black man who gets the stray bullet. Yeah. And they're not knowing that this kid that they think is, uh, you know, you know, uh, M.G. Hammer is actually... Like Rothschild's nephew. Yeah, and it has to be a kid that has no nothing in his past, no smoking weed, nothing. It has to be like a, a upstanding citizen. Because even if you smoked one ounce of weed, they're gonna be like, "Oh, he was a weed head." Like they tried to paint Trayvon Martin. Oh yeah, yeah, you uh, Or as they did with this lady, uh, Terrence Crutcher was high on PCP. Sure, yeah. you know what? You could inject me with anything when I'm dead. Yep. I don't put anything past You know what to tell you? This is, I don't put anything past them. And you you made a point about the tipping point, but when the fuck is New York? You're in New York. You see the papers. You see the local news. Has there been any mention of Harvey Weinstein actually being arrested? Oh, no, no, not yet. 
Because how many women have to say, and we're talking about within the statute of limitation, they're not saying select sexually harass me. Several of these women are using the rape word. Yep. What the fuck is taking so long for the district attorney to say, we have to arrest this man? Yeah. They said his last movie that he produced made like uh, $1,000. <laughs> Some movies yeah. out. I don't. I don't even know if it's a big release or anything. I think they said seven hundred forty-two dollars. Yeah, because you know they go to first off. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because I look at it like this: he's no longer working with the company, so I don't think the company should be taking the fall for what what an old employee, because they basically fired him, has done. So basically, the Weinstein company is going to be done, basically. You know what you got to do? The name's got to come off of there. Yeah, you got to change the name. The name, the name must, must come off. Even though his brother and, still works there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if, you, if you left it up to me, Mr. Sean Carter, another company. Another company. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z, this is not the company you want to buy. Because... The shit that falls at the doorstep of this company, it's gonna be it's gonna be lawsuits they're gonna to have to fight in this guy's name even when he's out. Yep. As long as he owns a share of stock, that company's gonna be liable. And, and you know, you're buying a company basically a dead name. If it's got that W and it says Weinstein and it's not old, no who was who right now would wanna be involved with them? You know, know, I'm looking for somebody to make our world into a mega, multinational, international hit. But I don't want Harvey Weinstein to knock on my door tomorrow and say, well, I'm offering you a spot at (laughs) VH1. Because, I mean, I'll be a failure from out the the shoot with that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep. I mean, I would love to break. I would love for Jay or Spike or somebody else like that to come get me. But right now, Harvey Weinstein is not the name that, you know, Harvey needs to see you. Yeah, you don't want to be associated with Harvey Weinstein right now. You can even got Ben Affleck in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ben Affleck, uh, he's uh, touching. Matter of fact, I got I have to see a, a old tape of something from MTV that I still can't really place what he did. Well, he certainly did it right before the tape went on the air, but then there was another interview that he did where the person, he had the person sit on his lap the entire time. There was commenting about her. But the funny thing is, Ben will be on a press tour probably by the end of this week because the Avengers movie come out. Not the Avengers. uh, Justice League. Justice League comes out in two weeks. So... I want to know how that's going to handle and how that's going to happen unless they take Ben off the press tour. Yeah, and right before, this is my my last thought before we get out of here. Uh, uh, a big fan of The Miz. The Miz calls a woman on ESPN. My wife said it's, it's inappropriate and she didn't like it. He called the woman sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> now, I have to say, I must be some, like, 1932 old school dude. I didn't take it offense. Yes. Yeah. But she said, 
If it ain't your man, you're never supposed to call another woman sweetheart. It's it's not really anything to do with sexual. It's more to do with demeaning. Uh, like you're blowing her off. Uh, like, shut up, sweetheart. So and, are you, you know. No, go ahead. But the Miz, the Miz is a villain. He's the heel. Yeah, he's and that sometimes all the time. he plays the heel outside. Matter of fact, the Miz is on ESPN with his Intercontinental Championship, and he treats it just as though it's an NBA title or a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. So the man stays in character. Put it to you this way: staying in character gets you beloved. Yep. Do you know? Ric Flair gets the love that Hulk Hogan's supposed to get, but people found out that Hulk Hogan's a phony and Ric Flair is Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah. Ric Flair lives his character. And people love it. They just had him at the, the Falcons training camp this week. Ric Flair could go anywhere there's men, and men are going to woo. They're going to prance and dance and profile. And you know what Rick's going to do? He's going to do it with you. Yep. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Hulk Rick Hogan, loves his celebrity, though. And you know what? It it plays into Ric Flair, styling and profile. Yeah, Rick would take his jacket off and drop an elbow on it five times in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, I can see him doing that on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> but I would say I woke up to some disturbing WWE news this morning. I don't understand. I understand WWE releasing Summer Rae and Darren Young. Oh, Emma? I have no idea why they would release Emma, who... Is one of the top tier women wrestlers, and Raw doesn't have that many women wrestlers. So why, why would you erase someone from the Raw roster? Listen, especially after Emma's the one who just introduced Oscar to the WWE universe as on the main roster. Yeah. Not only Sunday, but then you do it Monday, and then you tell her at the end of the week kick rocks. No, I feel bad for Miss Emma also. And you know what? I kind of like her little arrogant, conceited uh, character with her shades and her little gloves. I liked her. Yeah, I, I liked her with the accent. I had no problem with Everybody doesn't have to be the best worker. Sometimes some people bring personality and that's what they, that's what they offer the universe. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say to get rid of anybody else, but I would say... Um, no one's really looking for Molly Holly right now. Molly Holly? I mean, not Molly, not Molly Holly. Uh, Mickey James right now. Oh, you know what? We Dana haven't seen Brooks. Dana Brooke in weeks, but I don't think they're going to cut Dana Brooke because her her fiancé just died, the guy that was the bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. Yeah, so I don't. that'll be like a double whimmy. But I'm like, there's some women. First of all, I don't think you could afford to cut any woman because you're already – but you have twelve women. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm not. I'm not with this one. I'm actually in a hundred percent agreement. I'm anti the Emma firing. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it didn't even go. I was reading like different things on Twitter and stuff about it, and everyone said the basically same thing. Summer Rae hasn't been on TV in a while, and Darren Young. That whole Bob Backlund thing just wasn't working. And but then no he got a bad injury. It. Yeah, and then but no one seen the Emma thing happening. Yeah, either did like, I. you that take away Emma, shocking. but you keep Rusev's wife, Lana. Lana, who's basically—I mean, she's trying to learn how to wrestle, but come on now. 
Yeah, and I don't think Emma Money is what was clearing it up for Ronda Rousey, so. No, no, not at all. You know, I, I think they had the money for Rousey to begin with. Well, Nat, man, take us on out of here, brother. As always, folks, it's another good show. You can follow us on our YouTube channel, most importantly, at NetboyDoc. Subscribe, like, comment, share, get those uh, subscriptions up. Then you can also follow us on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at NetboyDoc. If you'd like to join the show, you can email us at, at NetboyDoc at gmail.com. Yes, yes. Well, this is Doc on behalf of Netboy Doc and our world people. Peace. Peace. Hey, Net, my friend, be easy, brother. All right, have a good one. Okay. <laughs>